podcast. Podcast. Hello and welcome to Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Elise Eldridge, and today we're going to be breaking down Season 2, Episode 24 of Hannah Montana. It's called You Didn't Say It's Your Birthday, and I am joined once more by the great Alana Feynman. Hi, Alana. Hello! (laughs) This episode. (laughs) (laughs) There is just nothing to it. I I feel like in classic Hannah Montana fashion, this was it didn't need to be a problem, but it was a problem. You know, like the situation at hand could have been easily remedied um, with about yeah. three less steps. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just think this is this episode is like unlike any other episode I feel like I've seen of this show in that just truly nothing happened like (laughs) i thought from the premise that things were going to happen and then nothing happened it was it was set over like the span of a single day for starters basically right it was it wasn't two days it was just the one day it was just the one day okay and 80% of the episode is spent on two flashback sequences <laughs> of the same events from two different perspectives. And then the last act just is so anticlimactic. It really like, is, isn't it? Like there is there is no there's just nothing to this plot. And I kept waiting for it to have something to it, and then it just didn't. And am I correct in saying the episode right before this is the one where um, it's like a flashback to... Uh, they go back in time? Yeah, to when their parents <laughs> meet, like, in the yeah. diner and it's got Brooke Shields. Yes. And immediately following, we got this hot garbage <laughs> where nothing happens. My hypothesis is that the writers were like, mm, phoned it in. We spent all of our brain power on the previous one. I'm not convinced that they did, though. (laughs) I also, I wonder if it was maybe, like, Billy Ray Cyrus's actual 40th birthday. I don't know. How old is Billy Ray Cyrus? Maybe he was too old. Oh, I just dropped I did think that 40 seemed a little young for him to be turning. I believe that. I'm doing a quick Google search. Okay, yeah, so uh, this day he's 60 years old, so it was oh not- Oh my god. It was no. not Billy Ray Cyrus's 40th birthday when this was filmed. I thought it was so weird they were saying he had just turned 40. I was like, that means for the whole first and second season, he was 39. <laughs> that means he was in the same decade of life as my boyfriend. There is no universe. <laughs> Where that is the case. <laughs> None. <laughs> uh, how old is Jackson supposed to be? Like 17? 16 or 17. He's a young parent. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, okay. I don't I don't. Yeah, Jackson, so. when he was what? Like 20, 21? Well, and in speaking 22. of the previous episode, both Robbie Ray and Brooke Shields don't exactly look young when they first meet each other. They tell us that Brooke Shields is in college at the time. And I'm like... Okay. And it's like a stretch, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's clearly 42. 
Whatever you say. Whatever you say. Had you, I mean, you watched like all of Hannah Montana recently. Do you have like memories associated with having seen this before? Because I genuinely don't think I had seen this. I think, um, like fleetingly, like in passing, because mm-hmm. it's not really an episode to write home about. Um, I remember extremely clearly the episode before with the going back in time, but this mm-hmm. one is just like, I think it made the rerun circuit a lot because it's kind of whatever. Yeah, I can't fully rule out that I had seen this, but absolutely nothing in it had me be like, oh, that, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> And even when I was doing my notes beforehand, I always, above my, like, actual notes, I, before I start the episode, write anything I know about it and what, if I remember anything about it. And for this one, literally all I wrote was, we'll just see. (laughs) (laughs) Jury's still out. Um, Yeah. Uh, I I feel like there weren't even, like, exciting outfits, right? Like, people weren't Mm -hmm. even dressed crazy. Like, there wasn't even that to pick apart. Honestly, the most interesting outfit in the whole thing was from one of the party guests for me. (laughs) We'll get there. (laughs) So this episode, oh my God, this episode (laughs) starts with Miley entering the kitchen on like a Saturday morning, um, upset that nobody made eggs for her for breakfast. And then Jackson is also upset because nobody made him breakfast. And Robbie Ray enters and they're like, why didn't you make us breakfast? slave like (laughs) he's like in this bad mood and they're like why are you in a bad mood yeah they're like what's up your butt (laughs) yeah Miley's like what is wrong with you oh I know you must have had a dream where I was your only child and you were really disappointed to wake up and see that it wasn't real and uh Robbie Ray's like no I'm disappointed in both of you and then he just leaves plus you are objectively my worst child (laughs) I mean They're both, I would say, equally bad, but in very different ways. (laughs) But in this episode, they both suck. They both just suck. If I'm, uh, if I have this correct, I believe the opening shot is Miley rolls downstairs. Her eyes are not even open. She's not even fully awake, but she muscle memory sits down to an already placed empty bowl (laughs) with an already placed fork and begins uh, stabbing at nothing and putting nothing into her mouth as if she thought it would just be piping hot, you know? Like, that's the level of entitlement we're at. Bringing up the empty bowl and fork, (laughs) I'm like, did Robbie Ray deliberately set the table just to, like, try and get attention? I hope that he did. He Robbie Ray was like he did. He was a little <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I I don't agree with all of Robbie Ray's uh attempts to jog their memory in this episode. Like I think the one at the CD signing was inappropriate. However, this is now two episodes in a row where I have been more team Robbie Ray, which is very disorienting for me because <laughs> I I'm never Team Robbie Ray. <laughs> but both in the last one, I'm like, just listen to your dad tell the goddamn story. And then in this one, I'm like, just remember his birthday. It's not that hard. Yeah, it's it's a legit thing. But like, if we're saying we're Team Robbie Ray, I'm like, mm-hmm. like, Miley and uh, Jackson are last place and Robbie's in like ninth, you know? Like, I'm not on his yes. team either. Like, yes. he... Is shitty I am as on well. team balloon delivery guy. Yeah. 
I'm on team B plot, honestly. Like <laughs> the, the B plot brought me back. <laughs> the B plot was so dumb, but I had plot, like the yes. best moments of the episode. For it me. was also nothing to clarify. Yes. But yes. it was nothing that I enjoyed slightly more. <laughs> yeah. So, Miley and Jackson are like, well, they both assume that the other did something to piss off their father. And then, like, Miley just goes ahead and makes her own breakfast and then, like, cracks a raw egg on Jackson's plate and is like, there you go. And it's like, clearly making eggs is not that hard because you just did it. So, like, why are you, like, yelling at your dad (laughs) and not making any for your brother? Like, I think Jackson is right that she is selfish. Although his interpretation of that in his flashback sequence was untrue for the most part. (laughs) Untrue, but funny. (laughs) Yes, uh, they have like a little back and forth and Jackson is like, you're so selfish and the way that you acted last night was really bad and even more selfish. And so we get this little flashback where Miley is dressed as Hannah, like ready to go somewhere. And she's looking in the mirror, just like talking at length about how beautiful she is. Wearing a tiara. Yeah, she's wearing a tiara. Notably, she's only wearing the tiara in this flashback, not in the other one. (laughs) Jackson is, like, very overly polite to her in this. He's like, oh, sister dear, could I possibly do anything for you? You know, he's just very, in a way that we have literally never seen Jackson be, except for when he's, like, fucked something up previously. May I share a tiny corner of the mirror? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so that I may better serve you. <laughs> yeah. Robbie Ray then enters and talks about how big-headed Miley is. Uh, Robbie is eating a single cupcake. He is doing this in every version of this scene. Which, how how they didn't piece this together is truly beyond me. Like, these kids are so dumb. Yeah, they're but... really dumb as shit. <laughs> Maybe... Her having a double life isn't the best idea when she just has such little awareness of the world around her. Yeah, at that point, just take off the fucking wig and commit, you know? Like, be Hannah Montana. Forget Miley. So, uh, Hannah in this scene demands that one of them drive her to a party. Robbie's like, you're really going out tonight? And Jackson's like, I will gladly drive you, sister, blah, 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 which again, we've literally never seen him do. Uh, Robbie calls Jackson an angel sent from heaven and then offers his cupcake to him. And then back in the real world, Miley's like, that very much was not what happened. And what actually happened was that Jackson was a total jerk last night before he went on his date. And then in this flashback, Miley, dressed as Hannah, is like, I can't believe I'm attending such a frivolous event. Perhaps it would be better for me if I were to stay home and study and learn something. And Robbie Ray calls her wise. (laughs) (laughs) And Jackson enters talking about how he made himself so handsome for this date he's going on. And Robbie says the same thing from the previous flashback about going out on this particular night. And then Jackson, like, makes fun of Robbie Ray for being a hillbilly for some reason, which (laughs) is rich coming from someone with a fake Southern accent. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And uh, Miley comes to Robbie Ray's defense 
which then leads to Robbie calling her an angel and then insisting that Jackson drive her to her party, which she puts a fight over. And then Jackson steals the cupcake. And in my notes, I just wrote here, they are both full of shit. Yeah, it's a, it's really like the lack of touch with reality here is really quite astounding. I mean, there was a grain of truth in both of their versions of events, but only a grain. Like yeah. the rest was just so, so heightened and so out of touch with how we, the viewer, the outside viewer, see things on this show. It's a little concerning psychologically, psychologically to be honest. <laughs> They're like, well, clearly neither of us is a reliable narrator, so I guess we'll just have to wait for our dad to get home from his jog to get his account of the story. And Jackson's like, well, you'll see. I'm the one that has a perfect memory. And Miley goes, oh, really? Do you remember when you put in that waffle and then the fire alarm starts going off? Which I did think that was a funny bit. (laughs) Too bad there was no adult supervision to, like, address that, provided it were, like, a real emergency. Yeah, too bad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) When Robbie Ray gets home, Miley goes over to him and, like, apologizes for how Jackson was behaving like such a jerk the night before. And then Jackson apologizes for how selfish Miley is. Robbie Ray obviously continues to be mad and says he shouldn't have to explain to them why he's mad. We then get... Like, Miley and Jackson being like, okay, let's take one more look at last night because our dad won't tell us, which why they thought he would in the first place is beyond me. He already said he doesn't want to talk about it. But in this flashback, Miley and Jackson are, like, walking around in it and they're like, okay, we know it's not Jackson. We know it's not Miley. And this is when they notice that the whole time... Robbie Ray was holding a stack of mail and it's all birthday cards wishing him a happy 40th birthday. Yikes. (laughs) So they realize that they forgot their dad's birthday and Miley's like, well, there's nothing we can really do but apologize. And I'm like, there are things you could do, not the things you're going to do, but there are (laughs) things you could do. That's the recur- the recurring theme, isn't it? <laughs> Things yeah, you should do. They end, up, they end up deciding to plan a surprise party for him in order to convince him that they never forgot about his birthday in the first place. Which, like, guys. <laughs> yeah, the bummer of the episode is that, I mean, it's not till the very, very end where they have to wrap it up for the kids. But, like, it was never, like, I feel so bad that we, like didn't do we didn't show our father that we love him it was uh like we gotta cover our tracks so that he doesn't think that we suck because we don't you know like it was all still so self-serving yeah i really didn't care for it because it very much was like the problem was that they didn't make their dad feel special and appreciated on a day that was important to him and instead of apologizing and doing the bare minimum of getting him a gift because they don't even get him gifts. No. He's like, where's my present? And they realize that they forgot. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Instead, they're like, okay, to make him think we never forgot, we're going to throw him this surprise party so he'll know that we are like still okay. And it just, the fact that Robbie didn't get mad at them further for all of this was what bothered me because. <laughs> 
it would be one thing if they were like, you know, we're really sorry that we didn't have anything planned for this particular day, but we were able to get something planned for later. So we're going to celebrate it here. And in the meantime, here's our gifts to you. Yeah. You know, instead of doing that, they're just like, okay, we threw a party. It sucks. But we did it. It's over. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't believe. And I, I, again, it's because they spent so much time on this figuring out why the dad's upset and planning this shitty party that they couldn't then have time for even a short scene of resolution or of them actually making amends to Robbie Ray. So literally all we got was the most rushed Robbie Ray is just like, ah, whatever. I forgive you. Despite the fact that they just gave him more reason to be upset. Yeah. (laughs) They brought like strangers into the house. They made a mess. I can guarantee you that those kids are not cleaning up that mess. I bet Robbie Ray is cleaning up that mess. Nothing about their behavior is indicating to me that they're going to take responsibility for this. No, not at all. It just, it seems out of touch with Robbie Ray's character, even within this episode, for him to just let this go so easily without trying to teach a lesson. Like... Especially because what we get next is Robbie takes Miley to, like, a Hannah Montana CD signing. And the whole time, getting her there while they're there, once they get home, is trying to hint at the fact that he just turned 40. Like, it's clearly incredibly important to him. And then the fact that he's just like, ah, whatever. That's what I get hung up on. Yeah. Um, I... I didn't appreciate how fucking passive aggressive he was. Yeah. Um, it was real petty and like a, not a, like a snaps to like not no petty where I can be like, yeah, respect it. Like I didn't respect <laughs> it. I feel like a better alternative ending would have been if he like did some sort of prank lesson, you know, mm-hmm. if he I'm trying to think of what he would even look like. Um, if he did some sort of real dramatic, like, if I died tomorrow, <laughs> knowing that my children never loved me because they couldn't eat. If it was, like, more of a dramatic. He so should that- have pretended he was dying. Yeah, so that <laughs> he could get the two of them to, like, admit to, it. To, like, appreciate his life or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and then he could be like, I- it's a joke, but let's let's address it. And then it could have been, like, a funny sort of, like... Yeah, or he could have, like, gone on strike, which he kind of did at the beginning, but, like, he could have, like, said, I'm not going to take you to your Hannah event or whatever because you, like, don't appreciate me or whatever, which I I probably would have gotten mad at him if he'd done that because I'm like, this is her career, <laughs> but... <laughs> so, what we're talking, what we're sort of bordering on, um, it sounds like this would have been a stronger episode if the conflict was not, you forgot his birthday, and it was, uh, like, at the beginning, you forgot my birthday, but while we're on the subject, you're shitty kids and you don't appreciate me, mm-hmm. which I know, I think that's the plot of the Wizards of Waverly Place movie. <laughs> Um, something like that where she like wishes that her family was not her family or like I think that there are other episodes like that where like the parents are going to not do the job so you can learn to appreciate your parents and what they do that would have been a stronger episode other than like we forgot his birthday if the birthday had been the catalyst for a further plot I think I would have enjoyed that more yeah because as it is the entire rest of the episode is them trying to plan this party and failing miserably (laughs) which 
why not make it like why not call Tracy or something and, and be like, hey Tracy, can you hook me up with your party planner or something? Um, or like have Tracy plan it. Because like everybody knows Robbie Ray. Yeah. It's not like because he's not wearing his fake mustache for the surprise that they're not gonna recognize him. Like it's yeah. still Robbie Ray. So like that way you could at least guarantee that there's like food and a cake that's appropriate and decorations that don't say happy fifth birthday and people that he might know like why not it seems like they were just doing the absolute bare minimum for this even though they're already feeling bad about not doing anything they're like okay instead of actually doing something good we'll just see what we can come up with in our free time, we won't actually delegate any part of our day to this, you know? <laughs> I'm also, like, a, a better, like, it didn't even need to be a party. All they needed yeah. to do was have Jackson drive them to Party City. You blow up, like, a couple of balloons. You buy some streamers. You set up the living room for just yourselves. And you yeah. have a little, like, we set up the living room to do this. You stop at Baskin Robbins on the way home. You pick up an ice cream cake. Um, then you have a little party for your family. There doesn't or need to like, be other people there. Take him out to dinner and or order his favorite food or something. Or like, I just, <laughs> I feel like there were so many other similarly easy options that they chose not to go with. Yeah, they got caught up in the party part when it could have yeah. just been like, let's just the three of us. Um, especially because it seemed like you don't have any friends anyway, because none of them could show up for 10 minutes for a birthday party, you know, like <laughs> clearly his friends aren't good anyway. So you might as well just have like a little three person party with your family at home. You do anything. It's Rob. It's the Robbie Ray Stewart, who is apparently a celebrity. All you have to do is go out to any restaurant and you get free shit. Right. This is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Like you. You, two of the three members of this <laughs> nuclear family are famous. <laughs> Why are you struggling? Like, just exploit your fame for one second <laughs> for a good cause. <laughs> yeah, Robbie Ray is, like, taking Miley to her CD signing. Jackson, like, got a bunch of decorations, but like I said, they're all shitty. And he says that he ordered a cake that will be there in an hour. It ends up being like a dinosaur cake, which fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> but she gives Jackson Robbie Ray's PDA, making yet another appearance on this series, to get as many of his friends as possible to come. And Jackson calls everyone in the PDA and they all are like, oh, so you forgot his birthday? <laughs> They all clock him for it. They all clock him for it, but then they can't go to his party. Like, how do they all know his birthday? But Jackson is doing this on just a random day saying, hey, can you come over in like two hours? (laughs) Like, people are busy. People have lives. People have schedules. I'm sure if he'd called two weeks ago, they could have made it work. Yeah. Calling day of in the middle of the day. And being like, yeah, I know you already sent him something for his birthday and maybe called him or whatever, but I need you to show up in order to convince my dad that I didn't forget, even though you now know that I did. (laughs) Like, I don't blame these people. Yeah. That's fair. (laughs) 
It's like when my mom was planning her wedding a couple years ago and she didn't invite people until like two weeks before and then was like upset that people had already planned summer vacations Aww. and couldn't come. Oh, I'm like, maybe if you invite people ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> She's like taking it all personally. I'm like, girl, <laughs> you have to give a window. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Hannah is at her CD signing. Robbie Ray continues to make loud comments about being 40 while Hannah's like trying to interact with fans. And at this point, I'm like, okay, time and place, my dude. Time and place. Yeah. But <laughs> this, this CD signing is so weird. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> this is like my strongest opinion on the entire episode. Like, where are they? It looks like they're in like a library or they're a Barnes at, like, Noble. They're a bookstore. And it seems like for her being at this point at least a national star, if not an international celebrity, why is there nobody here? Well, these people, I guess there must have been a really big line because several people are like, we've been waiting here for hours to... Where was the line? Where was the paparazzi? Where was Roxy? Where was the security Where detail? Where was Roxy? It she was so quiet. One of the birthday cards. It was the quietest CD signing I've ever seen. Yeah, and I've even been to book signings that are like bigger and more attended. <laughs> yeah, and there was no like, hey, Hannah Montana's over here. Like the publicity didn't look good. Like, did they just roll in? I I don't know. I also. She signs, uh, well, so first Hannah calls Jackson and she's like, how's it going? He's like, I need way more time. Can you please stall the CD signing? So she says she's going to take her time with these remaining fans. However, the fan who comes up is like not excited that Hannah Montana's wanting to make conversation with him. He's like, yeah, 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 I've been here for hours. I want to go home. Can you just sign my CD? It's like, if you've been there for hours, wouldn't you be even more excited and even more happy that she's taking her time with you? Like, wouldn't that make it worth it that you're getting to actually talk to someone that you're this big of a fan of? Especially because like this kid, this like young boy didn't really seem like Hannah's target audience. I I know. I don't know. I don't know. And also, her way of stalling was she, like, inscribed, like, the booklet of the CD with, like, the full chorus of yeah. like, what you make it. Which you know that the lyrics are in that booklet. Like. Well, yeah. <laughs> Although these CDs looked very cheap. You know, I have to wonder, like, is Robbie Ray also like her publicist and like in charge of budgeting because this probably this felt like an example of him being stretched too thin things are falling through the cracks you know yeah cheap cds couldn't invest even though she is like an a-list celebrity can't invest in the in the expensive stuff you know it's a bummer i don't know i (sighs) then i mean like the next scene we get is her walking up to her house again just with her wig under her arm like, what if there was, like, a delivery person outside the house and you just walk up carrying this dressed still like Hannah Montana? She really, truly has not learned a goddamn thing, has she? She really has not. And it dri- this is, like, the tenth time <laughs> she's just walked up to her house holding the wig. And what she does is she, like, stuffs it in the, like, seat cushion of, like, their patio furniture. And I'm like, excuse you. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad for the wig, 
But also, she knew that Jackson was having people over. She doesn't know who those people are. You don't want to maybe leave it in the car, put it in a purse, stuff it in your jacket or something before you walk up to the house. You don't want to change clothes. Really? You know that there are going to be strangers here. I... I... (laughs) Those are my thoughts. (laughs) And sure enough, the only guests that Jackson has gotten are total strangers who absolutely would have just learned the Hannah secret if Miley hadn't had the forethought to stuff that in the furniture. You're right. You're right. Like, so the guests are a mailman, a gas station attendant, a balloon delivery man, and a cake delivery man. There's also a woman with an accordion and a man who just sort of whistles <laughs> along with her. And he's wearing this, like, very elaborate blue suit. And that was my favorite outfit of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> and those musician people call themselves the aristocrats. And Rick said that that was a joke for the parents. <laughs> um, I, they, they were the strongest characters in the episode, absolutely. Yeah, them and the balloon guy... The balloon guy's voice, they say that it's just permanently high because of all of the helium he's inhaled over the years. And I'm like, A, that's not how that works. But it was really funny. It was very funny, but also, you know, wildly troubling. The fact that that man is huffing that much helium in his life. That that he just permanently has helium voice. Yes, that it's altered his vocal cords. That's an issue. That's a problem. So... That's got to come with some brain damage. That's like too much helium, not enough oxygen. Yeah. He did seem very nice, though. What? That's good. <laughs> At least we have that. Yeah, because Robbie Ray enters and all of these poor people that Jackson has essentially like sequestered and are holding mostly against their will. Uh, they all like pop little confetti things and blow kazoos. And the balloon guy goes like, happy birthday, Bobby. And Jackson's like, it's Robbie. And he goes, happy birthday, Robbie. (laughs) I did giggle at that. I thought it was good. Robbie, for his part, looks upset and confused, which is how I would feel. (laughs) Yeah. He later, it seems like shortly after this, he like escorts everyone out of the house and goes to talk to his kids. And Jackson and Miley are still trying to save face, but it doesn't last for very long. Uh, And Miley is like, yeah, we forgot about your birthday. And Jackson's like, I really tried to get everyone here, but I couldn't get anyone on such short notice. And Miley apologizes for being selfish and uh, tells Robbie Ray that he's a wonderful dad. And he's like, well, I didn't feel appreciated, but after the party, I can tell... Uh, because this level of train wreck takes serious effort. So clearly you guys do care. And then he just hugs them. And like, that's it? Yeah. Basically? Yep. I'm like, are you joking? <laughs> he hugs them and then Jackson's like, I'm a man. Oh my God. Oh man, my God. Men oh don't God. hug. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah. So <laughs> he hugs Miley and then like opens his arm for Jackson to join him. And Jackson says, I'm a man. Men don't hug. And I, I let out just the loudest groan and I wrote all caps in my notes. Can you fucking not for a single day in your sorry life, Jackson? (laughs) Which is a single moment. Can you just not? (laughs) 
it wouldn't be Hannah Montana without like a little bit of hammering home like the gender binary. Like it's, it's, it's toxic masculinity. Is I was it, so I just I'm like you now really <laughs> like I get that you have to be insecure. I get that in this moment it's your father and he just forgave you for something terrible that he had no need to forgive you for and you're like actually men don't hug idiot gay gay idiot dad what the fuck is wrong with you i can't Robert's like Stuart men do and Jackson's like okay and it's like why 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 <laughs> gay idiot dad that's a good band name stupid gay idiot father <laughs> what is wrong with you my god <gasps> I'm crying <laughs> oh my god <laughs> thank you thank you for that that was very good and then Robbie Ray's like so where's my birthday present? <laughs> and they're both like, uh, and I'm like, you guys, <laughs> before you even thought about a party, you're telling me you didn't once think, Hey, we should get him a gift. <laughs> so in their defense, I could see the party being a gift, especially because he just told them like they just admitted to him um we we forgot we did no preparation and then his first instinct is to be like great so where's the gift that you like of course they don't have one they forgot it was his birthday (laughs) well okay if you are saying the party's gonna be the gift then the party needs to be on time (laughs) the party was technically on time be a late party that sucks and no gift it has to be (laughs) the party not acceptable (laughs) it was on time it was the same day it was still a day after oh it wasn't you're right it was day after the passage of time also a gift is easier to do than a party because in all the time that jackson spent running around getting bad decorations a cake that had nothing to do with his dad and calling all these people, he could have just gone to a store and gotten him something that he would have liked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But that's not like, what... Miley, I can understand. Miley was busy. She was working that day. But what they end up saying is, like, Robbie... is Jackson pulls out this coupon that had been in Robbie Ray's birthday mail for a free mud pie at some restaurant. And Jackson's like, here, this is from both of us. And I, he, Robbie Ray's just like, oh, kids. And I, I wrote, I'm like, I honestly can't believe he was willing to forgive them so quickly because he was like really genuinely upset. Yeah. For the whole rest of the episode. Yeah. It, it just, <laughs> I don't, I don't buy this. Yeah. You know, well, the end, they were running out of screen time, I guess. <laughs> they were like, we got to keep see, it, that, that's it a they, cool they 22 minutes. Just running out of screen time. And I... <sighs> Second drafts can't exist. Yeah. I keep... I don't know why I'm coming up with excuses for these writers when they haven't earned them. No. 
<laughs> they could have just, you're like, well, but they didn't have time in the episode. I'm like, they're the writer. They can rewrite it to make it make sense. It's their job. I just, I really think that we need to give these white adult men writing, like writing uh, young women a break. I really think that. <laughs> and writing this one young boy to be incredibly internally homophobic. <laughs> It's like the one time that Robbie Ray is not, too. It's like the only time he is like, nope, we hug now. You know? It's like the only time that he's not like, you're right, Jackson, that hugging is gay. He's like, hugging ain't gay when it's your birthday. (laughs) 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 Anyone want that on a shirt? Yeah. Um, the B plot um <laughs> all two minutes of it <laughs> see I, I just if it meant that the A plot could make sense and like have good resolution I would be willing to sacrifice the B plot most of the time if it meant cutting those two minutes and giving them back to the A plots that the, it could be coherent like <laughs> I think that would be a fair trade <laughs> yeah but unfortunately why did, why didn't they invite Lily and Oliver to this party? I I don't know the the Lily and Oliver and then Miley. I'm pretty sure were never called to set on the same day this week. <laughs> no, they were never they were never on screen together. It was probably no. just an entirely separate deal, you know. <laughs> like they yeah. probably did the B plot in like a day, and then they were like, "You can take the week off." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> They're like, shouldn't we be at Robbie Ray's party? They're like, no, don't worry about it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So Lily and Oliver are down at the beach. Uh, Oliver and Lily, I guess, like, each paid half for this bag of chips that Lily is eating. I mean, it's probably like $3. It probably Why did they need to go halvesies on this bag of chips that's like $3? I don't know. But, uh... (laughs) They're talking about why neither of them get dates. And Oliver's like, well, you don't get dates because you eat like a pig. And then uh, Robbie Ray jogs by and tearfully says that they should never have kids because they'll only (laughs) disappoint you. (laughs) And see, it's shit like this where I'm like, you mean to tell me Robbie Ray's just cool with this? He was crying on his run and he told his kid's best friends never have children because mine have disappointed me so greatly that I'm crying on the beach while jogging. Amazing. Anyway, Oliver's like, well, that's why he doesn't get dates. And Lily mentions how her mom went on a date with him and never will again. I was surprised that they were able to be that self-referential. Yeah. Uh, Especially because it seems like they shoot a lot of these out of order. Yeah. Um, But Oliver takes one of the chips and he goes to eat it. And Lily's like, no, 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 don't eat it. Look at it. And it kind of looks like Darth (laughs) Vader's helmet. It really does kind of look like Darth Vader's helmet. It really kind of does. (laughs) But only kind of. Some props master lovingly made that thing to look (laughs) As close as they possibly could. <laughs> they they airbrush painted that, you know. It... And that's that's a fucked up chip. 
you know everything about that ship is fucked up like it is burned (laughs) it's a weird shape it's like that was a machine malfunction (laughs) yeah a like gaggle of boys come over and they're like whoa cool i'm like no boys ever (laughs) you you need better entertainment in your lives you need hobbies (laughs) um but they start like offering money for the chip and then buy a buy a ps3 you know like (laughs) (laughs) they cut to them like running an auction on the beach for this chip and they hear a noise that kind of sounds i mean it kind of sounds like darth vader (laughs) But it's just Rico wearing a scuba suit, you know, as one does. And uh, he said that he was at scuba lessons, but then heard news of somebody making money without involving him in some way. And so he had to come right there. (sighs) And he's like, hey, do you still have the receipt for that bag of chips? And they're like, yeah, duh. And he's like, well, you should read the fine print. So Oliver puts it under a microscope, which they just have at the surf shack for, for I guess, this exact reason, uh, just in case somebody needs to read the fine print. I, I did have to go back to, like, write down everything in this moment, but I also was able to see that, like, some other employee that isn't Jackson at the surf shack, like, sets the microscope down in front of <laughs> Oliver. <laughs> I'm like, so they just actually have that in case somebody needs to read the fine print. Yeah. But uh, Oliver reads it, and it says that Rico owns any food item that has been sold from the shack that resembles a person, character, or historical landmark. And uh, it's all property of Rico Industries, a subsidiary of Mwahaha International. (laughs) And it shows a little picture of Rico giving two thumbs up. And that was the best moment of the episode for me. (laughs) Imagine, like, he had to, like, put out a trademark. He had to, like, register a business. He had to do all that. That's hilarious. Like, the, <laughs> I the love planning that, that goes into this gag. Have, yeah, that, that not only does he have Rico Industries, but that it's a subsidiary of Mwahaha International. I believe also it's Mwahaha International LLC. Yeah. So, like, kudos to him. I always love learning more about how the whole business side of Rico's operations work. I love some lore. You know, we got some good Rico lore here. I do love some lore. Uh, So, but instead of handing the chip over, Lily and Oliver just make a run for it. And then the bumper is them running away from Rico with the chip. And then them running after Rico after he somehow gets the chip. And then there's like a dog watching them the whole time. And then the dog gets it and they like chase after the dog, but it's pretty clear that the dog has eaten it already if it's in the dog's mouth. And then the dog chases them and it's set to the Benny Hill theme. That's what makes it good. (laughs) It's the Benny Hill theme and it's like all sped up. (laughs) Yeah, it's very much in that style. You've seen this a thousand times over the span of their life. (laughs) They like collide at one point, like they're all following each other and then they all come from different parts of the set and they like do a very poorly choreographed smash into each other. It's very fake looking and that's what makes it so good. Oh my God. Yeah. That was my favorite part of the episode. (laughs) Was the Benny Hill That's the episode. That's it. Yeah. That that is really all there is. (laughs) 
do you have things that we didn't address <laughs> that you'd like to talk about? Yeah, that, we couldn't even get a Hannah Montana conspiracy hour out of this one. There was like no, there were no Hannah songs. It was like the same Hannah outfit she's been wearing a ton lately with that jacket. Like, it, the outfit nothing here that she wore in the um, flashback was pretty bad. I thought it was like, yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> Like, the knee-length plaid shorts and then, like, also knee-length boots. Like, I don't know. It's that's the only other thing I can think of. Yeah, I, um, I really think that this is a unique episode of Hannah Montana in that it doesn't have the same structure, really. It just kind of is, like, let's just say that this is the plot. <laughs> and and that'll be it. <laughs> yeah, there was just there was barely anybody in it. I guess there were, there were a few featured extras at the party, but it seemed like they needed to save money on budget that week or something. They didn't. They it this is they still like ran a scheme in this, and yeah, yet it it wasn't interesting. Like, no, they ran a scheme, and it still wasn't interesting. Yeah, it wasn't a satisfying scheme. I think if there had been any conflict at the end, like, it could have been okay. But, like, there wasn't. Like, if, if Robbie Ray got to the party and was, like, mad and, like, yelled at them in front of these, like, service workers <laughs> and then told them to get out and then they had, like, a heart-to-heart conversation, it, like, even that would have been more yeah. satisfying. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. If there's one thing I've learned, it's that the writers of Hannah Montana do not know how to satisfy me as a woman. (laughs) Just putting it out there. (laughs) Yeah. You know, take from that statement whatever you want. Final thoughts? <laughs> I have none. I have no thoughts. Me neither. <laughs> I feel like we got to end it there. I feel like that's the perfect note to end it on. The writers cannot <laughs> satisfy me as a woman. <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. There you go. The writers of Hannah Montana cannot satisfy me as a woman. Um, <laughs> that's a great tweet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alana... Thank you so much for being my guest today and going on this very odd journey of an episode for me. Oh, you me. got it, dude. <laughs> uh, would you like to let people know where they can find you? Yes, I am extremely existent on the internet. You can find me across all social media platforms at Alana Fine Woman on Instagram, on Twitter, on Twitch, and on TikTok, which I just hit 300,000 followers on TikTok this week. So I'm very excited. If you want to check me out there, I post uh, dumb content about restaurants. Um, I also have my own podcast called It's Broadway Bitch, where I, who uh, loves musicals, I sit down with my friend Christina, who hates musicals, and I make her watch a musical, and we uh, talk about it and rip it to shreds. You can find that wherever you find your podcasts, and you can find us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, at It's Broadway Bitch, no I in bitch, because this is a family show. 
No. <laughs> you always say that, and then you're always like, no, it's not. I, I can't stress to you enough how much it's not. The things we talk about on there, that is not for families. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much again for joining me. And thank you so much to all of you for tuning into today's episode of Pumping Up the Podcast. I hope you'll join us next week where we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 25 of Hannah Montana. It is called Hannah in the Streets with Diamonds. Oh, my God. Tune on in. (laughs) (laughs) If you'd like to find us online, we're on Twitter at Pumping Up the Pod, Instagram at Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm on Twitter at Lovely Lisi, Instagram at Actor Elise. Thanks again, everybody. And until next time, keep on pumping up the party.